and welcome back to the For the One podcast. Y'all, I'm KK, your host, and this week we are talking about striving for excellence. And this being trying our best even when we don't want to, not for our own glory, not for our own reward, but for God's glory and the advancement of His kingdom. So y'all, grab your favorite drink, your favorite blanket, and yeah, let's get started. Y'all, so my inspiration behind this episode is one of two things. First, it's a quote, and I'll tell you that story in just a second. But next, it is a Bible verse. And y'all, to start us off, just kind of set the tone for this episode, I'm going to read to y'all 1 Corinthians 10.31, which says, So, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So powerful because you can even do small actions like eating or drinking or how you treat the cashier at the grocery store. It all is doing it for the Lord. So the story I said I mentioned, I had a predicament that I was being required to do something for a job that I had one time. And I did, y'all, I did not want to do it. I really saw no point in doing it. Um... No one was going to be doing it until they told me to, like in the sense of like they weren't going to do it anyway. And so it felt kind of pointless if they like didn't really want to do it in the first place. Um, And they were making me do it. And I was telling my sister, I was like, Max, I cannot like really this is just too much. It's extra on my plate. I really don't enjoy this. Like this is starting to feel more like an inconvenience than a job. Like. And she told me, she said, cakes, she said. I'm going to tell you a little bit something. And she says, strive for excellence in whatever you do in the sense of you will stand out in a good way if you're going that extra mile, if you're doing the small things, the little details that need to be done that most people skip over. She just said, strive for excellence and basically you will do well. And shout out to Megs because that was really inspiring to me because that like that day I did the thing they asked of me. And even though it felt pointless and even though no one was congratulating me for it because they were just expecting me to do it, like I still felt that, I guess, intrinsic proud of myself because I had done that thing. And not only did it get done, but it also brought God glory because I was being obedient in that sense to my boss who is asking this of me. And like, have y'all ever been forced to do something that just felt pointless? Like, I know it's just not me. Like sometimes at work, you may be in a similar situation like I was, like your boss may make you stay an extra hour for a meeting that could have been an email or in school, there's that like one assignment that really isn't worth that much towards your grade. It may be like a participatory participate a participation assignment and you you just have like no motivation to do it yeah me too (laughs) sometimes things seem pointless because truly like a lot of people don't know how to efficiently use time and may request your time in an inefficient way which this can be very true but a lot of times things feel pointless because we approach them without seeing the bigger picture 
Y'all, growing up in church and in school, we had like multiple service projects to do. Like a handful of times in church, we'd do service projects with our small groups or with like our youth group as a whole. Um, In school, we had this thing called service week once we got into high school. And my first service week, I got to volunteer at the animal shelter, which seemed like really cool. Like we were all very excited. Like it was the first time we were partnering with them. And like people were kind of jealous because they're like, man, they get to be with the animals. And like who wouldn't want to spend a week with adorable animals, right? (laughs) Y'all, we were cleaning cages all week. It was, and when we were done cleaning cages, we were separating newspapers to be placed in cages. And y'all, that was all completed by lunch on the first day. Day one out of five, we completed every task. <laughs> and after lunch, we went back to our school and raked leaves. Like a job that they kind of pay people to do already. Like exciting, right? No. <laughs> y'all, ninth grade me was really trying hard to see the silver linings really trying hard. And you know what the bigger picture was when this all felt pointless? I mean, there was another year service week where we were going to the local city parks and like doing jobs that normally city maintenance does. Like the bigger picture of these things that really felt pointless, though in small ways we may have helped that animal shelter, not just by doing their chores, but showing Christ's love through our actions. The bigger picture is that like my school was trying to instill in us the practice of serving others in the community because through service, like that's how we get to show, like just another way we get to show God's love. So y'all, even when we smell like cat pee and Clorox at an animal shelter where they like never let us play with the pets or when there are details on a project that need to be done and you don't really want to do them, but you know if you do them, your project will be like all better Even when all that happens, we strive for excellence, or we should, in order to show Christ's love and bring Him glory. And the thing about striving for excellence is, in the moment, it doesn't feel that great. It doesn't feel that excellent. It may feel like doing small additional things is not worth it, but y'all, the truth is, those add up. If you think about it, It's the same concept as getting like 1% better each day. Like if you start getting into this habit of doing like the small things, the little additional steps to improve um, either a project or your community or like your relationship or something, y'all, they add up and for the better too. Striving for excellence, y'all, it takes discipline. It means going the extra mile and doing things the correct way because We aren't serving earthly masters. We're serving a heavenly God. And y'all, it's definitely still something I'm working on and trying to learn. There are sometimes I don't really want to be excellent. I really just want to be done. (laughs) But it's a really good thing to implement in our lives. Like I said, we are serving a heavenly God. Colossians 3, 22 through 25, which goes into chapter 4, verse 1, y'all, I'm going to read you this passage, and yeah, let's just read it. Verse 22, it says, Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything, and do it not only when their eye is on you and to curry their favor, 
but with sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord and not human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Anyone who does wrong will be repaid for their wrongs, and there is no favoritism. Masters, provide your slaves with what you know is right and fair, because you know that you have a master in heaven. So just a little bit of context for this passage. You may you may have noticed the verbiage of slaves and masters. And unfortunately, in the past, this has been used to be abused in so many different ways and to justify things that are so totally wrong, like slavery. But what Paul is saying here back in the day is that, like, this is more so talking about employees and employers. So, like, employees, obey your earthly masters and everything. Employees, obey your boss and do it not only when their eyes on you and curry their favor, but with sincerity and heart and reverence for the Lord. One thing I really love about this passage is that it says, serve with sincerity in your heart with reverence to God, with sincerity. And like, sometimes we may not always feel great about what we're doing. Like, oh, this takes forever. Oh my goodness, this is so like detailed. I don't really want to be doing this so extra. It's not even worth it. Let me remind you all of a really good verse that says, do everything without complaining or grumbling. But serve with sincerity in your heart and reverence towards God. Whatever you do, working for the Lord and not human masters. Since you know you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It's the Lord Christ you are serving. If you're the person being told to do something, if you're that employee, if you're that slave obeying their master, y'all, remember, it's not it's not your boss you're serving. It's not your teacher, your professors you're serving. It's God. And if you're if you're the master in this passage or the employer or the professor y'all provide your employees with what is right and fair because you know you also have a master in heaven this reminds me of the concept of servant leadership which is something we'll be talking about in our next episode of the fact that like you can be a leader and as a leader using that position to serve those you are leading and equipping them with what they need. Y'all, serve with sincerity in your heart with reverence to God. In all that you do, do it for the Lord. Strive for excellence for God because He's the one we're serving. The phrase strive for excellence reminds me of a phrase in my university's song, which it says, strive for honor. And... Last year, y'all, the Tech Tech student section was rated the most mean and ruthless student section. And it's true, y'all. Sometimes at the basketball games, even the football games, people around me will be saying the most nasty things to the other team. And whenever it gets to the point where, like, most of the student section is yelling the same nasty thing, like, in unison out loud <laughs> on the big projector, street, big projector screens up above, it'll say, it'll put up our school symbol, and then it'll say, strive for honor. (laughs) And it's funny because, like, that is not going to make them stop. But it's, you know, also not funny because they'd be saying some dishonorable things. Y'all, 
like fellow Christians, like let's not be that student section, okay? Like let's not be those kinds of Christians where we, like the student section, they ignored the words on the jumbotron in the arena. Y'all, when we as Christians, we ignore the word of God when we don't work with all our heart for the Lord. When we don't strive for excellence in his name, we are ignoring what it says in his words in Colossians 3. Going back to the beginning of Colossians 3 in verse 1 through 2, it says, Since you have been raised with Christ, set your heart on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. This verse is really important because it is it discusses the mindset that we should be having when we approach our circumstances. Like when the meeting could have been an email, when there's an extra step that you can take that you don't really want to take or you don't even want to do what's asked of you. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. Don't think, oh, this is taking me forever. Is it really forever? Or are you really just impatient? Don't think, oh, I don't want to do this. Like, this is totally pointless. Ask yourself, like, how can this glorify my Father in heaven? You know, set your mind on things above, not on, I don't want to do this. Not on, this is boring. Not on anything except the Heavenly Father, because ultimately in the end, He's the one we'll be with. He's the one who decides where we go. <laughs> Let's be honest. And of course, this isn't the sense of working for salvation at all, because we already know that's been paid for, and there's nothing we need to do to earn salvation. But this is in the sense of, now that we're saved, now that we know Jesus Christ has saved us and he lives in our hearts and we've accepted in our hearts. Like now that we know this, we should, out of gratitude, be honoring God in our actions. And this is just one way to honor him is striving for honor, striving for excellence. So y'all, in 1 Corinthians fifteen 58, I'll be reading this as a, I guess, benediction of sorts, as a last thought for y'all. But 1 Corinthians 15, 58, it says, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Y'all, is not in vain, as in, it's not pointless. Because when you do the work of God, though you may not see it at the time, Sometimes you'll be able to look back at it and see, oh man, look how God worked. Sometimes you'll see it in the moment, be like, man, look how God is working. Sometimes you won't even get to see it until you get to heaven. Your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Going the extra mile, it's not for nothing. Being extra nice to the person helping you or to your boss or extra kind or caring to that person you see on the street, it's not in vain. And give yourselves fully to the work that you do in the Lord. Give yourselves fully. Strive for that excellence. I like how it said in this verse, let nothing move you. Because, you know, we know the people around us really influence our lives. What they say, how they think, how they act. 
it's kind of like that concept of you start saying the things your friends start saying or you start talking like the people around you start thinking like what they say. But this here, it says, let nothing move you. Because y'all, the people, people of the world, they'll complain. They'll complain loud and they'll complain often. But y'all, don't let that move you. Don't let your coworker who can't stop talking crap about the boss, like, don't let that make you think, oh, you know what? They're right. Like, I'm going to start saying that too. Don't let the people who are too lazy to go the extra mile or too lazy to even do the job in the first place, don't let that make you think, oh my goodness, like, is it totally pointless? Like, is it lame that I'm doing this? Like, I think that all the time. Like, is it lame that I'm, like, going this extra step? No, let nothing move you because your work in the Lord is not in vain. Give yourself fully to Him, to the work that you do for Him. So, for the one who is listening, for the one who needs to hear it, don't sell yourself short. Don't sell God short. He has blessed you with unique gifts and abilities. What else should we do besides using them to the best of our abilities, therefore bringing God glory? You are working for the Lord. Strive for excellence. Y'all, for the one who's listening, Jesus loves you. God bless. y'all thanks again for listening to the for the one podcast remember to follow along on our instagram at for the one podcast underscore and go ahead and subscribe to this podcast on your listening platform feel free to leave comments as i'd love to hear what you have to say thanks again for listening peace out